Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's episode, we're examining the implication of Amazon's second headquarters, or HQ2, expansion plans. Today's the first in a series of episodes that dive deeper into Amazon and the implication of Amazon from a real estate perspective. But first, I will be in Denver this weekend speaking at the Raising Money Summit, November 17th and 18th. I'd love to meet you in person. We've got some great speakers in attendance, and if access to capital is important to you, this weekend could be life-changing. Send me an email to victor at victorjm.com with Denver in the subject line, and I'll send you a 55% discount for admissions to the conference. Send me an email to victor at victorjm.com. Okay, we are back. On today's episode, we're examining the larger implication of Amazon's second headquarters. Last week, Amazon announced that they plan to split their planned technology hub expansion between two cities instead of one. Key to Amazon's growth is access to talent. And today, today the Seattle market is home to 45,000 employees at their main headquarters. The 50,000 jobs that Amazon plans to create over the next several years are technology jobs. They're looking to hire software developers, mobile content developers. This isn't just about hiring. I mean, think ahead. If Amazon is doubling their core technology workforce, which makes up the backbone of the company, they're really forecasting at least a doubling of the size of the company. Imagine a world where Amazon has twice the market footprint compared with today. Amazon is an important part of the economy, but we need to remember that they are at the consumption end of the economy. Amazon manufactures some books, but apart from that, they're really about channel to market far more than production. Think of the economy like the Atlantic Ocean. The sea level from one minute to the next remains basically the same on average. When the wind picks up, you get waves, and those waves have peaks and troughs. On average, though, despite the peaks, the sea level doesn't change from one minute to the next. So if you think that Amazon is now one of those peaks, well, the losers, in this case, are Sears and Macy's, JCPenney and Kmart, and many, many, many others. These are merely waves on the ocean. It's not a rising of the sea level at all. This week, New York City and Washington, D.C. are celebrating the coming influx of 50,000 high-paying technology jobs. Where there's a big winner in this game, there are numerous small losers spread all over the country. In my experience, there's both a benefit and a high price to be paid for setting up shop in two of the most expensive cities in the country. In fact, this week, Google also announced expansion of their New York office with the addition of 12,000 new jobs in that location. Long Island City is one of the two locations that Amazon selected. It's on the East River in a portion of Queens that used to be primarily industrial. Lots of warehouses and manufacturing back in the day. More recently, construction of the Citicorp Tower has attempted to create a new business hub in the area. This million square foot building was acquired by Savannah Real Estate back in 2015. And, much to their surprise, Citicorp announced plans to vacate that building starting next year. It's going to open up about a million square feet of office space. And it's expected that Amazon is probably going to take over that building. So that should be enough space to house at least a quarter of the Amazon staff in the New York City area. 20 years ago, Long Island City was home to about 60,000 residents. And today, it's grown to about 100,000. The area has seen the addition of about 6,000 new condo units and we can expect the construction boom in the area to continue. Long Island City is very well connected to other parts of New York by subway and Long Island Railroad, which makes Midtown Manhattan easily accessible. 
and has good access to both LaGuardia and JFK airports. My family lived in Manhattan, and I had cousins who lived in Astoria, which is a neighborhood of Queens. Queens was made up of distinctly working-class row houses. Today, it's a very gentrified area. It's a thriving area with a very vibrant local village market and Main Street feeling. It's a wonderful, wonderful place to live if you live in New York. The New York area did not have a long reputation for being a technology hub. If you go back 20, 30 years ago, many tech jobs in the Northeast went to companies like IBM and General Electric, which maintained their corporate campuses outside the major cities. Today, that's all changed. Young tech workers have flocked to New York City, and the city has a thriving startup scene. Given the low vacancy rate in New York, combined with the influx of population and high-paying jobs, New York could continue to be an area worth further investment, but not in all asset classes. There will certainly be opportunity to build new condo buildings in the New York area. On tomorrow's show, we're going to take a look at the other Amazon announcement in Northern Virginia, just outside Washington, D.C. As you think about that, have an awesome day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.